everybody. Welcome to another episode of Simply Soccer. My name is Michelle, of course, your host. Thank you so much for joining. Once again, Christian Conway, my correspondent. Hello, hello. How's it going? Oh, it is wonderful. And uh, now uh, I had a day, but how are you? <laughs> doing very well. Um, it's I had a I didn't, I didn't, I, I must admit, I didn't watch the game in real time. I actually watched it this morning. So That's it helps kind of. Um, ease the blow a little bit, but I, 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 the, the anger was still very much there. <laughs> so very much there. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we went to Seattle away, um, it was hot there, but the last two days here in LA, I've been, I've been kind of spoiled. It was nice and cool. And then it turned up the heat all over again. So, so. there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I had, you know, severe allergies and stuff, but now it seems to be balancing itself out. But. Yeah, Seattle, 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 it was a great time. I mean, the only problem I had was, like, you couldn't really see the second half because the sun was, like, right in our eyes. I was, yeah, right. I was going blind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, there was a great away trip, and then and then we got Houston. Um, and, and, you know, people tell me, like, <laughs> what's going to be the status of the Galaxy um, when we hit Houston? So before we jump into that, you guys, because I know that's exactly what you're all here for, um, we were, are going to touch on, of course, U.S. men's national team. Um, just when you think you're done with Jordan Morris, he levels against Uruguay. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the Mexico game is probably the one where we can take a little bit more out of than the Uruguay game, simply because, I mean, if you look at that Uruguay side, it was, a, I think, the only person that had more than 15 caps was uh, Muslera, their goalkeeper. He's got like 111. But there really isn't mm-hmm. another another goalkeeper in the Uruguayan system that, you know, they'd really want to bleed at this point. Uh, all of them are, I think, too young uh, to really be playing full national team uh, caps. And I mean, mm-hmm. they played at a baseball stadium in St. Louis. And and, and I am very excited for St. Louis to, to join the league and, and to, to build a facility that's worthy of what a soccer city that St. Louis is. But I mean, and I understand that U.S. soccer really wants to, you know, embrace this rich heritage that St. Louis has as a soccer town. But I mean, man, it, you can't really draw any, any results. I mean, if you look at kind of that first half when Uruguay was attacking the U.S. goal, I mean, they were on pins and needles in the box because I mean, that was where the infield was and they didn't want to slip. They didn't want to, you know, injure themselves. I don't blame them really necessarily for playing cautious. And, you know, it's also 90 degrees. You're playing on a baseball mm-hmm. field. <laughs> you know, it, it yeah. That, and 90 that, degrees that, in Louisiana is uh, something right, else. Mis- Missouri, Missouri. Sorry, Missouri. Sorry. Um, it is Missouri human. is where I, yeah, I, yeah, I had actually visited for the away in Kansas City. So yeah, humidity is a thing. Um, but um, I think it was. I mean, so that game, you know, it, it did look like a, a friendly between two teams that didn't want to be playing on that field in that weather. I mean, that was kind of the sense I got from that game. But the Mexico game was interesting in the sense that I, I, I question if Bearhalter's got a plan B, and I, I think. You know, national teams, obviously, it's it's very different than coaching at the club level simply because, you know, you're not seeing these guys for, you know, months at a time. And you can you can only send them so much film. You can only say, you know, we really want you to work on this. We really want you to get this into your repertoire for when you come into the national team to be ready to play for it. But I, the thing about national teams is, yes, you should have a plan A. And that plan A should be very regimented in order for players to easily pick up on that, which is what I think Bearhalter is doing. And I think Bearhalter is the first national team head coach I can think of in a long time that really is kind of embracing this philosophy. I think the U S has suffered from national team coaches where instead of having a style and saying, well, certain players are going to be on the outside looking in just because they don't offer what we need in this system. The U S managers usually would 
pick the best 11 that they could possibly have the player, the player pool available. And I kind of said, well, we'll fit a system around these 11 guys or these 23 guys. Now I think we're going to start seeing very good players get left out of rosters because bear halters, you know, bear halter ball is apparently what we're calling it, but you know, they just don't fit into what bear halter ball does. I question, however, plan a is very clear. It's a possession based play to the back kind of pseudo Barcelona esque kind of system. What we saw against Mexico was that he was playing Tata Martino, who's the king of the counterpress. Like he wasn't, you know, that's not going to work against a guy like Tata Martino in his Mexico. What does Berhalter have when he's down a goal or down a situation where he kind of has to scrap the tactical idea and say, all right, now we're going to plan B. Now we're going to plan C. Does he have that extra club in the golf bag, so to speak? And that's kind of what I think is going to be over the next few months. I really want to see from Berhalter, especially using the national, uh, the nation's league. Cause I think it's going to give him an ability to, to tweak things and test things. Um, you know, what is plan B? What is plan C? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, I mean, personally, two things, uh, you know, when it comes to these international games, uh, or three things, it is, it is hard. Um, yeah, the guys don't always play together and then, you know, then they get picked up right in the middle of MLS scheduled. So, um, it's kind of like, you're just watching our guys play out there, uh, you know, specifically LA Galaxy, and you're just like, don't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. And- you know? And, and I mean, the whole entire MLS playing during the international break is, is in and of itself a, a very you know, contentious point. But I mean, also Bearhalter's selections of like, he said, oh, we were, we're taking into account, you know, who's in playoff races and who's, you know, who needs who, you know, who needs critical players. And of course, you know, like he called legit knowing the Galaxy are yes. full while in about the most aggressive playoff race uh, in MLS mm-hmm. right now, which which baffles the mind. Yeah, yeah, and legit I, went ninety minutes, so he wasn't going to be there for Colorado. Yeah, no, and and I I had very strong doubt that he was even going to he was even going to see the field in Colorado, considering just you know the the rigors of a of a national team camp, then heading straight into a match. Um, yeah, absolutely agree. But I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's kind of just during during especially during these friendlies, and especially kind of understanding what the conditions in St. Louis were going to be very much in the back of the mind is always just, you know, you, you want to see the U S play well, but you know, you're, you're just kind of hoping, you know, it's fun to get reps. It's all fun and games, you know, the banter with Mexico fans, that's always fun, but you're just at, at, yeah. at, at, at the highest level, you're just praying no one gets injured. And especially Sebastian Lejet, cause he's been so critical to this team, uh, for the galaxy moving forward. Yeah. We had, we had players on both sides for that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I will say the photo, the photo that, yeah. uh, that came out with, uh, Lejet on tuna and, um, Jonah was 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 cool. Oh, I really, the I really picture, that. yeah, that was cool. That was that was neat. jerseys. I really enjoyed that. I did too. I did too. I mean, I'm I'm definitely a U.S. fan, you know. But seeing, you know, and that's the next argument that people come up with is like, is it club over country now? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that that is a very big. I mean, we could probably do a podcast just based on that question. I know. I know. Right? That's a, that, that's a two hour long discussion. Um, <laughs> I, I also got to say in that photo, you, you understand how young Antuna is because comparing him to like how old Jonah and Legette looks like yeah, Antuna's young. And then Legette just had a birthday. Like. Yeah. Legette's yeah. all grizzled and Jonah's like clearly been through some things. Then Antuna's just this fresh face like, you know, I'm just happy to be here. For real. Um, you know, but to be honest with you, like I, I think a lot of people feel like with the U.S. men, you're just like. I'm done with Berhalter. I'm actually done with the squad. Let's just scrap everybody and like everybody, like even the FO of the U S men, let's just start over. 
you know. Because well, at this Holter, point, it doesn't feel like we're going to qualify for Qatar. I don't think Bearhalter got his PR wrong when he first came into the job. Like, and and I understand that that, that it's it's not Bearhalter's personality. He's not a very bombastic guy. He's not a very you know getting in front of the cameras charisma kind of guy. He was hired. Some will say because his brother was the president of U.S. Soccer. There. Oh, wasn't because he just speaks English? Well, yeah. Also, I mean, he's he's monolingual, <laughs> so that helps too, I guess. Um, but you know, even with Bearhalter standing here in Columbus, he was never the guy that was going to get in front of the camera and kind of you know get the blood flowing with the fans being like, yeah, we got this. We got this. And I, I kind of wish that someone in U S soccer had really told them like, look, you're going to step out of your comfort zone and really kind of get in front of camera, you know, get in front of the fans and, 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 you know, you're going to have to take your legs, but like you got to pump them up. Cause there's, there's really no reason to be pumped up right now as a U.S. soccer fan or a U.S. men's national team fan, you know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but I have to say too, I mean, Antuna, he played for Mexico. I didn't see, he got, I mean, I figured, yeah, he, okay. got, he got minutes in both games. Um, okay. Well, because then he did come back to sub in for LA Galaxy. Um, yeah, he, he didn't he didn't play full 90s. I know. I think he got like right. 15, and I, I I don't know how much he got in the Argentina game because I, I I was at a, a dinner meeting, and so I had just I had it on my phone. I didn't really you know get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, I just saw the score that it was four zero Argentina Mexico, and they were just like, "Well, this is Tata's best." Mexican team, and you're just like, yeah, but it's Argentina. I mean, they play better without Messi somehow. Uh, Ooh, yes. Did I just say that? Did I, just well, say that? I did. Well, <laughs> you're not wrong, but that's kind of a, a again another podcast where we can talk about the Argentine people. Gonna, people, you know, please, please uh, beg us to talk these two hour long. <laughs> that's, that's Patreon content. Um, Patreon content. I'm not saying yeah. we're going to share for two hours without getting paid. Um, <laughs> but. uh yeah, no, I, I mean, the whole entire Messi-Argentina conversation is such a, a, a ridiculously in, interesting political social drama. Um, oh, I know. But, yeah, no, it, it's it's cool to see Antuna succeeding, and I really hope, um, you know, I really hope Manchester City doesn't watch too co- uh, too closely because <laughs> I think yeah. he's been, he's been a, a fantastic fit here in, in L.A. And he, and he said as much. He said he, he, he intends – or he if it was up to him, he he wants to stay uh, with the Galaxy. I know he's he's – He's he's found kind of a family atmosphere uh, around the galaxy, which I, I, I I'm I'm happy for the kid, really. Yeah. Well, speaking of Efrain, switched over to Mexico. I mean, we we kind of knew that was coming. I kind of figured as well. That was that that was decided a few years back. <laughs> <laughs> a few years back. It was it was more the United States was kind of you know you know standing outside the window with the boombox and you know don't give up on me or whatever you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't you forget about me it wasn't really necessarily oh man people who uh if you didn't like in your eyes i don't know what to tell you no? exactly right <laughs> uh john cusack and we're dating ourselves no i'm kidding uh, <laughs> you know today like what was i i was talking um i took my students to uh, to visit torah film school and uh today we were talking about um, you know, like wild thornberries and, and these things. And then, then you kind of look at the students and you realize that they're too young for oh, yeah. to oh, know. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, any other comments or anything about U.S. men? Uh, I mean, no, just uh, October's coming up. It should be really interesting. Uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting with Bearhalter's first competitive matches. Um, what Bearhalter kind of has gleaned from these these set of friendlies that he's been playing and, and, and kind of what, what he's thinking. I also think one thing to keep your eye on is what is Sergino Dest going to do? Because he could pick the Netherlands still. 
that's still an option for him. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm interested. I know they brought him into this camp as kind of like, uh, you know, come and see what we do. Like, you know, give him the grand tour and, you know, give him some reps. But I, 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 I I'm interested to see if, if he was either, I know, I know he was, I think he was leading us, but you know, with the, the state of the Dutch national team, he could, he could possibly be involved, especially considering his, uh, his club career in the Netherlands is actually uh, very impressive. Absolutely. And, well, the Netherlands could use the boost as well. They didn't qualify either last they, 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 they just beat Germany in, in Hamburg. I, I, I think they're going to be okay for a little bit here. They're going to be okay for a little bit. Wrong well, right of the ship. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, as much as my heart belongs to to the U.S. soccer, um, I am, nobody can tell about my last name, part Dutch, and my dad grew up over there. <laughs> so sometimes I will sport the uh, Dutch jersey but uh when it comes to if the u.s and netherlands ever faced each other i would support usa still so that's what happened when the u.s women (laughs) Uh (laughs) faced each other yeah uh faced with the u.s uh, US women faced the netherlands so yeah but it's 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 fun and speaking of the u.s women um we don't have another game for them for till for the victory tour till um, October third. But you know, yeah, they all might be healthy by then. Finally, yeah, I know. Let's hope, right? <laughs> it's the it's the victory tour, except like half the team. Like Alex Morgan's <laughs> got a concussion. Rosalvella has a concussion. I don't. I I, I think Rapino's maybe played about twenty minutes since the World Cup. Like, yeah, it's it's the walking wounded. They're all they're all there. They're all having a great time. <laughs> they are. They it's are. The walking wounded on the field, for sure. Alrighty, LA Galaxy. So we didn't end up doing a recording when we were up in Seattle. <laughs> hey, that ramen was delicious in our defense, okay? It really was. It really was, you guys. And uh, yeah, so we're bringing it now. I mean, as much as we would have liked to have won, we know one, excuse me, we know how Galaxy do away, which is why when they had to face Colorado away, I was like, really. Um, my prediction was was the draw, and to be honest with you, if the refs hadn't completely screwed us over, that's exactly what it would have been. It would have been a one-one draw. Um, yeah, I mean, stats wise, yeah, yeah, I, I agree, and I'm I'm trying to pull up the the Opta XG on this for the Galaxy, but it's uh, they don't either have it easily accessible or I can't uh, find it easily. But yeah, I mean, I mean we didn't is, lack shots. We didn't yeah, lack effort. I mean. I mean I know it was 13, sloppy, but thirteen shots, seven on target. That's that's pretty good numbers. And and and, and give credit to, to Clint Irwin in, in, in goal for 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 Colorado. I mean six saves is is a pretty you know, six saves on seven shots on target. I mean, obviously the one that he conceded was uh Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. And Gonzalez's header, I mean he he got up there. Um yeah. there was no way he was there was no way he was gonna that shot. It was great for him though, because I feel like he'd been kind of struggling. Yeah, and, and and his exit at Bologna in Serie A was kind of a bit ugly. Like he they kind of showed him the door. Like um so I I, I, I feel good. I it, it seems like he's finally settling in. And that's that's good to see. He's he's a he's a class consummate player. Um but you know, I mean both goalkeepers did did well. Uh, I mean Bingham with ten saves. You know, Clinton Irwin. I mean, they combined for 16 saves. That's a yeah. pretty. That's a pretty good goalkeeping night. Um, but again, you have to look at this as as, as two points left on the road, and it's it, these are the kind of games where I, the Gallic. I, I don't know if Shaloto can coach a full 90, I, and I think he can coach 60 minutes really great. And then you know, the Galaxy seem to be holding on for the last 30 minutes, and I don't think it's a conditioning thing. I mean, you know, it, it, GBS is famous for for how much he you know 
enforces conditioning. I, it's it's a weird thing that the galaxy just cannot close out games. And I mean, we'll get, we'll get into the refereeing in a second because I think that's oh yeah, that's the whole thing in that's, and of itself. That's definitely the conversation that kind of hangs over this match. But you know, from a just from a from, from a from a non refereeing perspective. The Galaxy, for some reason, and it's been this thing over the past two, three years, the Galaxy play 60 really good minutes and then 30 minutes where they kind of lose their heads and they kind of lose the plot. And it's always at the end. And, and they're just getting, you know, they're just getting shot on left and right. Yeah. And Bingham did come up big again. It's just, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And then, and I mean, obviously now the, the, the goalkeeper position with, if, if this is the way you're going to do things, you need to have a goalkeeper that you can reliably trust to win you games. And I think Bingham's that. I just think if you give him a better, a, a better defense, uh, <laughs> um, then, you know, you're going to see like, I mean, David Bingham's not a bad goalkeeper. He was, you know, he was on a bad team in San Jose before he came down here, but you sure. know, Bingham's been in the conversation uh, at least at the youth national team level. And he was definitely an outside kind of, he was one of, he was one of, there's always like one or two MLS goalkeepers that kind of, Someone always says, well, why not this guy for the U.S. Men's National Team in terms of goal? And uh, for a long time, that was Alex Bono up in um, up in Toronto. Um, but so, uh, you know, Bingham's kind of always been there. Uh, but I just, again, it's 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 basic defensive errors that doom the Galaxy. I mean, if you look at the first goal that the Galaxy conceded, there's really no one to blame except Jorgen Schelbeck. I mean, the, the way you can't track a runner if he's two yards in front of you. Like you just can't do that. That doesn't, that's not how you play defense. You can't give a guy a free header and think like, Oh, well, you know, I'll get there at some point while he's two yards ahead and flying through the air. You know, yeah, it's, I mean, the ball had just been given away and given away. I mean, stairs lost it too. And, uh, stairs, you know, shove it, uh, Felcher, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's not just defensive errors where you can kind of sit there and say, yeah, you know, well, he got, he overcommitted here and he got tricked here and therefore, you know, they gave up a goal. That's fair. You know, right. that's an easy fix. I mean, these are basic training ground stuff. Right. And I mean, at this point, if Jurgen Schelvik isn't getting it then he's got to go. And if like, I mean, that is a basic unforgivable error. That first goal. I mean, that, that, that's a basic set piece that you defend 10 times mm-hmm. out of 10. You mm-hmm. see that every single week, you have to be able to defend that. And that, that to me was the frustrating part. And, that, and then we get into Shinyashiki looking like a um, wooden house in a hurricane falling down. Um, right. And then, yeah, so <laughs> here we go kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, just from a pure soccer perspective, I thought the Galaxy were, you know, played decently well. Um, I mean. Considering the elevation and everything, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, a, and, and, yeah, it's a weird game. I mean, these, these Wednesday night late season games are just weird games. Weird things happen. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you. Oh, and it was raining, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> Summer in summer in Denver, yeah, um, chilly in Denver. From what uh, my friend Jess over there, MLS female, she was like, "I can't. It's chilly. I mean, the heater, and it's like too much rain." She couldn't even tweet during the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's 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 one of those games where had the referee not been so heavy handed, you take a one-one draw, you go home, you lick your wounds, and you say, "All right, we'd love to fight another day." But sure, foot is. Zach, however you pronounce his last name, I don't, I'm not going to give it the respect it deserves because he didn't give my team the respect it deserves. Um, or the game, actually. The league, the respect it deserves, really, just in general, considering his performance. Um, you know, it, again, you know, it's, it's it, if if we don't, if in the next few minutes we don't start talking about a referee, uh, then you go home, you lick your wounds, it's a 1 1 draw, you get a point, you're, you know, you're not in, a win would have put them into third place. It would have been really nice. It would have put a lot of breathing room in between the line. But, right. you know, look, I mean, the Galaxy schedule coming up is 
we should feel positive about the Galaxy schedule coming up. They play out of the five teams they play, four are out of playoff spots, two of them convincingly out of playoff spots in terms of um, Houston and Sporting Kansas City. They play three of those games at home. You win all three home games, nine points. That probably gets you in there, unless, you know, one of the one of the right. goes on a tear. Because, I mean, the, the gap between, uh, I mean, Sporting Kansas City is on 37 points. The Galaxy are on 42. So that's a five-point gap. So you've got breathing room. You just got to catch a Dallas team that is starting to slow down a little bit. I mean, and, and, and you just have to keep the gap to a point, you know. So, right. The, so you think we could still in place in fourth? Um, I mean... I'd have to look at, I'd have to really look at the Minnesota, Seattle and San Jose schedules moving forward on to really kind of gauge that. But yeah, I think fourth is in the conversation, but I think, you know, probably if depending on how the the next five game goes, five games go, excuse me, um, throwing my tenses all around the place. Um, I think if they, if they, if they manage nine points out of the, out of the next five games, I, I think, Probably fifth, sixth is a little bit more realistic than fourth. Okay. But if, you know, so 15. Well, definitely. I mean, a lot of people are like, a lot of people are saying, like, we're just going to miss the playoffs this year. And I'm not ready to say that only because, yeah, we still have five more games to play. Well, let's put it this way. I'm going to be a lot more fatalistic if we lose on Sunday. (laughs) Well, it is sporting. And to be honest, like, they've, they've been playing well, but. They don't score goals. They yeah, they don't. They, they don't. And and we saw like what happens when you give Portland eight minutes against them. You know that that's going to score. Yeah, you I know? mean, they they just don't score goals, and and they're they're pretty atrocious on the road as well. Um, so I think the Galaxy and the Galaxy the Galaxy quietly have been really good at home. Honestly, like, yes, we did beat them at home. That's right for the first time since like two thousand seven. Yeah, like the, the Galaxy this season have been quietly very good at home. Um which is not something that we've really been able to say about previous seasons. So, I mean, I, I, I think going into Sunday, if, if you have started to throw dirt on the coffin of the LA Galaxy in 2019, I would recommend you, you, you hold your shovel for one more game. <laughs> one more game. And then, <laughs> and then if, 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 it's, if that happens, then we can start quoting the, uh, the Alas Poor York uh, monologue from Hamlet. Okay. Well, there you go. Shakespeare I, in the park. I saw, I saw Shakespeare play last night. I'm going to try and make references. Okay. <laughs> do it. Do it. This English major is loving it. Um, so I do have to say, like, I was glad that, um, Shiloto decided to sub sooner <laughs> in the 55th minute. I know we we're missing some key guys, uh, because of the international break. And so, you know, I understand bringing in, Antuna for Pontius, um, you know, just to see Pontius in the starting lineup, to see that he was back, it's like, all right. And then, um, you know, um, uh, Cuello had to come on for Alvarez because it looked like he got kind of hurt, which he avoided a concussion on that first knock that that the Colorado um, player got blood drawn. Um, You know, so the thing is with Cuello, he, he didn't play well. And he hasn't played well. Um, he showed he showed moments. Quayo had moments. I know. Quayo was league's cup. Quayo is a first year pro. He's had moments of brilliance where you sit there and you're like, yeah, this kid, this kid's got it. But he's also shown moments where he completely disappears out of a game. And I mean, that's this is his first year in MLS. I, it, it's it's growing pains. I I like mm-hmm. what. Uh, when Coelho's on, I like what he brings. I think he brings a certain level of creativity into the midfield that I think the Galaxy uh, sometimes lack. And I like the way that he sees the game. Um, I just think he needs to, to – the one thing he really needs to improve on is making himself a, a, a more noticeable presence over 90 minutes. 
Absolutely. And Carrasco made his way into the starting lineup because, of course, and uh, then Efrain Alvarez. Because literally no one else was there. I was going to say exactly because, of course, right. And uh, but but Efrain getting subbed in a lot of like so I went to Springbok to watch the, you know, to watch. And a lot of people were like, why? Why Efrain? Because I was thinking, well, even though it's the 80, you know, seventh minute, they are trying to score. Yeah, that's exactly to, what they're trying to do. You're trying to get three points. I, I, if I had been in, in, in GBS's shoes and, and we're very lucky that I'm not because the rest of the galaxy would be way out of playoff contention considering some of the calls I made this year. Oh. Um, I, w- I think I would have put in Araujo over, uh, over Alvarez just because I think Araujo as a two way player, yeah, a little bit more kind of on both sides of the ball, both attacking and defensively. I don't think Efron Alvarez at his age right now, and again, we have to remember he's a young kid. Um, we're, we're watching, we're watching a young player mature in front of our eyes. I don't think Efron Alvarez is defensively as sound as Araujo is, and I think I think what what GBS was thinking about adding or what GBS was thinking adding Alvarez into the attack. I think Araujo would have provided as well as a, a little bit stronger defensive effort. Agreed. Um, so I didn't hate it when I saw him come in, and I and and look, we almost did score. Rolf Felcher was denied a scoring opportunity in the box. Well, we'll get we'll get to that one in a sec here. We're, oh, we're not ready to do that. Okay. We're, we're we're getting through all like the the conversations of like, <laughs> well, this is a thing. This is a thing. Like all the all the should, all should the, we answer fans' uh, questions? Yeah, before I before I launch on you, ep- you launch be- into that, and before and I launch on one of the most epic rants ever because I mean, it's coming. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. You are going to say the things everyone is thinking, and then some. Um, so, why does this talented Galaxy team just not get their ish together during the latter stages of the season? Thoughts? Uh, new head coach, new general manager. Uh, it's it's. It, it, there's been so much turnover in these teams over the past three years that I think the that players, as the season goes on they feel like they're not getting it. They're not getting this whole entire concept. And that's really discouraging. Right. But it's really not their fault because a lot of these guys have gone through three different regimes and, and, and abruptly. I mean, if you think about when Siggy left last year, yes, albeit due to health reasons, which, you know, uh, Siggy. yeah, we're understandable. Um, by the way, quick, quick sidebar, that conversation we had with those two Seattle fans about Siggy, in the bar. Oh, that was bar. That was cool. Yeah, that, that was really cool. Seattle Seattle fans are a cool bunch, honestly. They're uh, they really I know are. I know I know they get painted. I know they get painted with the pretentious uh, brush. But <laughs> a lot of the Seattle fans that we interacted with up there were were really cool people. They uh, were super cool. And um, some of them have like really encyclopedic knowledges of like the 1980s, and I'm just like, I feel like an idiot compared to you. Um, but, Shout out hands-free football. Amen. <laughs> thank you for the ramen. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think this is we're seeing the byproducts of just so much change and tempestuousness around every part of the galaxy organization. I think moving forward, taking like a long-term lens, and I know most people don't want to do that because obviously playoffs this year was the baseline goal. But I think I, depending on how this offseason goes, and I, and I know this offseason is, is still very much in the air in terms of which direction it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I think having a stable front office that you can rely on week in, week out, knowing that you're going to see the same people there, 
knowing that there's not going to be many changes, I think it's really going to help the mentality of the Galaxy team moving forward. So I think I think we're kind of seeing the last dregs of this uncertainty and this kind of cal- or this not calamity but tempestuousness around the entire front office. And I think um, nice the, reference to the tempest, by the way. I was that was not intentional. Um, <laughs> But I think so. I think as we as we move forward in 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 Galaxy in Galaxy Land over the next few years, I think you're going to definitely see a, a lot more of a stabilization, especially you know through a full season effort. The other the other kind of answer to that question is MLS is really hard. Like MLS is difficult. Is. Your yeah. shortest like your shortest away day is like, or I mean, in the Galaxy's case, the shortest away day is you know thirty minutes down the road. But <laughs> for, like, no, for, one hour with traffic, please. Well, it depends on that. Um, <laughs> But for a lot of these teams, I mean, like, your shortest trip is, like, a two-hour flight. And you're not flying private. You're flying commercial. And, like, I mean, and, and a lot of the players have done a very good job this year because it's a CBA negotiation year. have done a very good job of being very outspoken about, like, live-tweeting airport incidents, like, live-tweeting, you know, when a flight gets canceled, we, we're going to have to fly on the game day and stuff like that. I think that also has to factor into late-season collapses in a very big way because you can't tell me that, like, you know, week in, week out, flying five hours commercial is not exhausting. You know, like, I mean, I right. I had and two trips. Well, and then even with what happened in Kansas City when they had to close the airport because of a tornado. Exactly. Like, it's a freak thing, but, you know, yeah. stay, staying over in St. Louis is, yeah, that in trying to get them. Like, it was the efforts of, I for, I'm sorry that I don't have his name on hand because the, the travel um, – person who's in charge for the galaxy really pulled that off so that way they could get enough rest get food and be able to play i mean i don't know how many people would be able to pull that off they gave him the company card he and he he had to spend like crazy and it's yep. it's it's these things where like for in and, and it's better for the clubs if we move to charter because like situations like that are avoided and clubs clubs don't necessarily plan for emergency spend like that you know correct you don't factor that really into your, but I mean, you obviously have something that's set aside for emergencies, obviously Absolutely. That's smart financial planning, but you're not expecting really to use all of it in like one day. And mm-hmm. so I think it's, it's definitely a combination of the fact that the galaxy organization has been in, in, in flux for three years. And also I think it's a combination of the fact that just MLS is really difficult. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it chews players out, you know, and, 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 and players have gone back to Europe because they just couldn't keep up with the travel. And, and that's yeah. no, sh- and that's no shade to them. You know, it's no like, Oh, you couldn't keep up. It's just like, this no, is it's not easy. Right. Right. And absolutely. And, you know, not to like get too far ahead because, you know, when people were asking, um, about playoff predictions, I personally feel like it's just early right now to be able to, to really say, like you said, I don't want to hit the panic switch to one button. I know that, you know, obviously when you lose, it's very discouraging, especially when you know that this is tight and you know the potential that the Galaxy have and you see it and it's just the most frustrating thing in the world to watch and, you know, but you're right, like, you know, not only is it just kind of a rebuild year, but, you know, DTK and GBS have done a lot and we're lucky that Klein has stepped out of the way and let them do that. And so I was all mad at one point and was all like, Klein out. And it's just like, you know what? If we don't make playoffs this year, that's when Klein is going to have more of a say. And so in the roster, I think, and I think, I mean, I, like I said, like, I, okay, like you said, you can't really look at this roster and see Shelvick and, and be happy with it. <laughs> no, but, you, this, you know, this, this isn't, this really isn't the full DTK Shaloto lineup just because they didn't have uh, and and through no like through no fault of their own just the way the timeline hiring timeline went they just didn't really have a lot of time to put their stamp on it they're still you know I mean bringing a Fabio Alvarez midseason bringing in you know um, 
uh, Christian Pavon midseason, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those guys are really talented guys, but they haven't had like the amount of reps to get with the team, you know? So like, if yeah. you're still, this team is still gelling in, in, a, in a certain level, in a certain yes. respect. Yes. Um, but I mean, since Pavon's come on and we'll have Alessandrini back soon, I really think that, that things are going to pick up. I think yeah, I mean, things are going to get better. Yeah. Um, the, um, and I know it's late in the season and it's like, yeah, finally yeah. we're getting better, but like realistically, and there's still time. Like, what do they say? Like, you know, it's 1159. You still yeah. have, they got you a still have time. Yeah. No. And the, and the other thing about it is the Western conference is so jammed up. that it's going to be so hard to predict where, where teams end up. I mean, obviously we know who's going to finish first in the conference. Um, right. but two through eight are, I mean, separated by four points. Like this is, this is far from over. You know, like, and yeah, absolutely. And, and you could see a team like, you know, maybe a Minnesota or a Real Salt Lake, you know, they, they have three bad games and they're out of the playoff picture. It's, it's things like, yeah. I, so I, snuck their way up there. I, I have trouble predicting this Western conference playoffs and I, and I'm, I'm very yeah. reticent to do so just because of how one good result for a team can shake every other team or one bad result for a team can encourage every other team that's in the, in this race. But Correct. I think it's, it's, it's definitely two through eight are kind of where, what one team is going to have a heartbreaking deadline day for sure and i'm really hoping it's not us i was just gonna say just like last season you know well i, I was talking to someone i was like how poetic would it be we deny houston two mls cups they deny us playoffs two years in a row two years in a row yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. um but i'm not here to talk <laughs> about poetry i'm sure. here to yell at referees all right yes i am all here for it i mean obviously where i was everybody was screaming um var what's the point if you're not going to use it um, for me, it, it, I hate to say it, but it's like Galaxy are villains. They really, you know, of MLS, like they really hate us. And it, it unfortunately has become too common when you're watching, especially against, you know, uh, when you're watching Galaxy. It's like the refs just are against us. Here, here's my thing about this whole entire refereeing thing. Oh, wait. And one more thing. Uh, and it's frustrating that nobody's being held accountable for their jobs when in any other job you would be held, ac- held accountable. You would be coming in and you would be not only criticized, you'd be fired for a lot of the things you're not doing your job. So anyways, now you may rant. Well, I kind of understand. I understand MLS's position in this whole entire thing, which is that they can't necessarily go out and make a public statement that said, oh, pro screwed this up because you're undermining the authority of your referees and the referees mm-hmm. – the most important person on the field in order to keeping order and stuff like that. So you, yeah, when no they know who's control of the game. Yeah. Which happens with shocking regularity. <laughs> so I understand why MLS has to kind of keep their hands behind their back on this because they so can't, should I call this episode the horror picture show because of what happened last night? <laughs> oh my Lord. Um, it happens around the world. There are leagues where there's always like a coach, a player or something like that who complains about refereeing because that's what they do. They're human. They want their calls to go there in their favor. I well, get and that. With experience like Zlatan, he can, you know, but yeah. I'm not going to say that he's the reason why the refs are being unfair. And I, under- I understand that like there was always going to be that one coach or that one player. And I think in the Premier League, it's Sean Dyche uh, at uh, Burnley, who just for some reason just always feels that the calls are going against them. And you look at the film and you're like, okay, yeah, I can see him where he's right there, but like he's wrong here. He's right. You're like, yeah, I can see it, but I, I disagree. The thing about MLS that drives me absolutely insane when it comes to refereeing is it's not just one team every week. It's five, six, seven, eight teams coming out and saying, look, this is unacceptable. How can you, if you want your product to be in the top 10 le- or the top seven leagues in, let's take seven. I don't know. They're not going to be a top five league. We all yeah, let's, let's be realistic for now. <laughs> if you want to be in like, say the top seven leagues in, in, in the world, it's top, like no other league 
I can think of in the top five has this many refereeing controversies, this many very clearly blown calls every single week, not from one game, not from one referee, but from five, six, seven, eight referees during the week. I mean, you heard it from Gio Savarese in Portland the other week where he said every single week it's something new. You heard it from Zlatan Ibrahimovic where he said they won't even talk to me. They don't even treat me with respect. They keep calling against me when I, I'm being judged differently. You heard it from uh, uh, Minnesota United a few weeks back. You hear it from every team in this league every single week. At some point, MLS has to step in and say, this is, we, we hear your complaints. They either have to do it behind closed doors because they're not going to do it publicly, but they have to do it and they have to tell the clubs, we need to fix this. They brought in Howard Webb, who was one of the most respected referees in England. And you're telling me that Howard Webb can't fix this? Like, this is ridiculous. And, it, and, and I'm voicing what every MLS fan should be voicing, which is that this, the referees make the product borderline unwatchable. Like, if you listen to the Colorado broadcast last night, because that was the feed I could find. Literally, they look at that Shin Yoshiki uh, penalty and they're like, this is ridiculous. How is this not being overturned? Yeah. Rolf Felcher gets kicked in the box. And I understand kind of – that to me is a little bit less of a obvious penalty than the Shin Yoshiki should be uh, overruled. I mean, photos uh, 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 came out and said uh, in, the, uh, in the pool reporter – when the pool reporters asked him, uh, they're allowed three questions to the referee. They asked yeah. him, like, what did you not And the referee see? actually answered <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and apparently he didn't. He, to his credit, and he this didn't is just the write only, it down either. Well, this, yeah, exactly. This is the only credit I'm going to give him. He tried to have a conversation about it. He shouldn't have because he he made himself look stupider. But he said, like, he said, well, they were both competing for the ball, and it was like, you know, like Filcher was like in a diving position or something like that, and therefore he injured himself. Defend it, you know, yeah. How is he? Def- how 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 is he endangering himself when the defensive player's foot is like up, like at head level of the defender? Yeah, like, actually, Schulberg's a well, big. Oh dude. no, uh, Felcher had a red mark on his head. Yeah, it's it, it, it is basic things that you have to do, and at some point, a referee is going to not a referee is going to screw up a game so badly that players are going to get injured because of it. Because he's going to let things go or he's not going to let things go. And it's just they're, – they're, because they're going to put on blinders because referees are the most egotistical people in the world. They refuse to be told that they're wrong. Someone's going to get hurt. A team is going to get screwed to the point where they might miss out in the playoffs. They might yeah. – you know, they don't go through in a playoff round. And MLS is going to have to stand up and defend that. And here's the thing. If MLS, again, wants to grow, this is the place where they need to do it. I don't care about salary cap. I don't care about really anything else. If they want to be the league that we think they – are that they say they want to be the first most prominent change they have to make is refereeing. And if they don't do that, then this league is screwed. Ooh, that felt good. Ooh, yeah, no, I felt it. I'm glad that you, you know, gave it your all. And, you know, the, the Pavone, I was so glad that they actually overturned that and then did take a look at it because what I was What were they thinking with that red card? What, what, first wait. of all, that was absurd. It's not a red. Um, yeah, but... You know, when I just saw that, I really, I could just see us immediately missing the playoffs. Immediately. We need Pavon for Sunday. We need him. Desperately. Desperately. I was freaking out. I, I, I mean, at some point, I, and I, I don't know the mechanism for this, and I, 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 I admit that I, I, I assume there probably isn't a proper mechanism, but at some point, the Galaxy have to go to pro and say, this is ridiculous. Every week, it's something new. Yeah. And, and I don't think they're the only MLS club that would really have a, 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 a grievance against pro at this point. Sure. And and honestly, if you are pro, and I understand that Howard Webb came out at the beginning of the season, he said, "This is how we do things up in 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 the in the in the Barra Door Tower of pro refereeing." 
you know, like we review every match. We, you know, we assign a grading system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We, we will sit referees who don't do well. We will promote referees that we think do well. I guarantee Fotis Bazakos is going to have a game on Sunday or Saturday. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no you doubt. Have, you have to, have to, have to back up what you're saying. And they clearly do not. They clearly have no interest in doing it. And it's lip service to the clubs. It's lip service to the fans. And it's, it, it's borderline indefensible at times. You know, like, it, it, it's, it's insane. Like, we have to be able to see this account. And if Pro is so determined to have accountability at every single level, of, of every, uh, at, at every match of, for every referee, then we need to see very physical or visible proof that you are doing this. And I don't think I've ever seen it yet this season. I just don't think I have. Because, I mean, Nima Sagafi shouldn't be refereeing in the league if that's the case. Uh, or the referee last night uh, shouldn't, be, shouldn't be anywhere near a soccer game considering what he was doing last night. I mean, like, Baldomero Toledo should have been retired three years ago if that was the case. Oh like, it's, it's these basic... It's, it's ridiculous. And then it was the assistant ref, too, that made a call that... I think it, I can't remember if it was the, the PK or the red card, but you know, then then the, the main ref is just going to take his assistance word for it. I mean, you, assistance <laughs> do have important, but it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's, it's the whole referee crew. It's, it's insane. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally it, like, it's, it's the one thing that I think prevents a lot of casual fans who watch European soccer from getting into MLS. Yes. It's one of the yeah. things. I understand it that MLS has its quirks. I understand that MLS is a little bit weird. MLS is difficult. MLS is strange. But I think one of the big blocks that MLS has in order to capture the market it so desperately wants to do with all the moves that it's made, which is that, you know, the I only support a European club, but I live in the United States market. Refereeing yes. has to be the first thing they start looking at. Yes, I totally agree. You can't just be like MLS going to MLS at that, you know? That was forgivable 10 years ago. It is not forgivable now in day and age when MLS has so much attention on it. Absolutely not. And then what was the whole point of bringing on VAR then? Yeah, exactly. You can, you're telling me that MLS has had VAR for two years, still can't figure out how it works. And then Germany implements they, it in a, yeah. Germany implements it in a year and they have not had any major problems with it. But yeah. you've got to be kidding me. Open your eyes, go look around the world. Maybe you can learn something. But no, because yeah. Pro is a egotistical bunch of maniacs and so they're never going to do it. It's it's uh, it's it's gonna take a lot for them. Yeah, and, and, and I think we're, we're getting close to the breaking point, and I hope we are. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I was also glad in my quote sheet to see that um, Zlatan and, and Bingo had talked to press this time, because usually in a loss, you know, you're just like, well, who's going to stand up? Who's going to represent the team? Yeah. Who's going to take responsibility? And, and Maybe it was because the refing was bad, but yeah. And I, and I, don't, I don't blame players for not, you know, obviously you're, you're hurting after a loss. And so forth. You I, don't, are, I don't blame players for not really kind of wanting to go under that scrutiny. I, I understand. Correct, correct, correct. But for for us, it's like the captain, or as we see, you know, Jonathan Dos Santos is co-captain. You want somebody to take responsibility besides the coach, right? For what's going on, especially when when you know past Galaxy teams have been so, you know, have been have been so involved, and you could really feel their passion and really care. And and to me, I really want to see that they that they have that fight. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, so. Well, on, to, on, to, on to Sunday. Yes, on to Sunday. Sporting Kansas City. Uh, this this is an interesting game. I uh, I mean, Sporting Kansas City really needs to win this one. Like, I, 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 if Sporting Kansas City loses this one, I think, I think 
that's uh, that's the death knell for for any kind of hope of making the playoffs. Um, it should be it, it, it'll be an interesting game. I think Sporting Kansas City is you know a bit of an enigma because they're not really they're not the defensive powerhouse that they were for a few years. And then last year they kind of flirted with this very attacking kind of go for it style. They're not really that anymore. They're kind of a weird hybrid of both styles. I think Peter Vermees kind of doesn't have the roster he necessarily wanted. Uh, be it due to injury and just due to players, you know, not really reaching the heights that they've been reaching in previous years. Um, I mean, Daniel Shalloway, I think he's got an, X, an XG of like eight goals and he's, he scored zero goals this season. Like he, as uh, Matt Doyle said, he's been, he's been cursed by a witch. Um, and I agree. Considering some, <laughs> can, considering some of the chances he's missed, uh, he's, he's, he's definitely, uh, there's, I think he, uh, he might need an exorcism. Um, I think again, I mean, the galaxy nine, four, one at home, uh, Spring Kansas City three seven and four on the road. You think about it, the Galaxy are going to have Jonathan back. They're going to have Legette back. I think Legette's kind of the missing key. I think I think if Legette's on that field against Colorado, I think the Galaxy win that game. I, I think Legette's. I, do. I think Legette quietly during the second half of the season has really quietly worked himself into one of the top four or five players or top four or five players on the Galaxy. Yeah, I think he, he wasn't a slump, but now he's out of it. Yeah, I think I think he I think he helps the machine work. Um, and I mean, I mean, obviously Jonah, you know, had, 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 I mean, honestly, even enough for one loss. I mean, Jonah was decently good for Mexico. You know, it was more the defense than anything else. Sure. Um, I don't think you can really pin that on the midfield. Uh, I yeah. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. And, and, and again, there's the question. I think I, I haven't seen the latest update from training. I know that they were traveling today, so they, they, I, they probably didn't have, they didn't take training today, but there is the rumor that maybe Allison Drini makes it to the bench. What, like, I, I, I'd almost, I know like it would be rushing him back, quote unquote, et cetera, et cetera, right. but, but almost from a, from a psych, psychological perspective of the fans and really getting, getting, getting this positive groundswell, you don't even have to sub in, just put him on the bench, you know, because there's always, there's always one player on the bench where you know he's not going to get subbed in. That was Juninho last night, you know, like it, but it's just, it's good, you know, and, and I think, Poor I think Romney. all around, I mean, Romney's the Swiss Army knife of defenders and we didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, well, I wonder where Kitchen's at. Like, I thought he was better with that pelvis. But. I, would, I would assume it was probably an injury of some sort. Um, but also, I mean, is, is Kitchen's almost surplus to requirements when Legend and Jonah come back, you know, if you think about it. Um, so I, I, this is going to be – it's – it's going to be desperation soccer for 90 minutes. I mean, both teams have so much to gain if they win and so much to lose if they lose. I think it's going to be, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be a pretty high paced match. I think. Yeah. I think Kansas city is going to put up a fight. I don't think they're going to take this at all lying down. But um, again, these are the games that Ibrahimovic gets up for the most where he knows exactly. there's something on the line. And I think, you know, you could, we, we could see maybe for the last time, considering how old he is, we could see one of the great vintage Ibrahimovic taking over game performances. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't say no to it, but it, it's it's definitely going to be much watch either TV or in the stadium. It's it's going to be a very intense affair. I, I think it's going to play like a playoff game in terms of just it's going to be cagey. I think so. It's going to be cagey, intense. You know, there's going to be a lot. Of, it's going to be it's going to be chippy, but I think it's also going to be high paced, which I know is, is kind of a bit physical. Awesome. Yeah, it's, 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 physical. it's going to be very so physical. physical. Um, but I, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I think it's it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, I so in a Central American night, it's going to be yeah. all kinds of fun, food and drinks. It's going to be fantastic. I think I think it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere in the stands. I think it's going to be a fantastic game on the field. I think it, this it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I and I I hate predictions, but I have a I think of the Galaxy win it two 0 Two 0 I have two 0 I was thinking a, a, a very tight two 0 win. 
because. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We got to stop Phil Hubbard, right? <laughs> yeah. But a win's a win's a win, so <laughs> anyway, it comes. Sure that. So I guess I should double down on the Galaxy from my Vault Sunders predictions. <laughs> um, I double down on whoever is going to beat Cincinnati for the week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's you know, I mean, <laughs> they have good fans. No, yeah, they do. And, that's and they got heart. I mean, and, I've yeah. seen them. I've seen them. They try. They're really, they're really good at picking up balls out of their own net. You know, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> Skill. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Speaking of who, you know, like you said, you hate predictions, but like the goal scoring um, is Shelby getting another goal. <laughs> which, which net are we talking about? <laughs> oh, come on! Not an own goal. Um. Uh, it's like, come on, he scored in Seattle. I mean, when he scored in Seattle, I was like, I was like what? Well, because they because they announced the goal, and I, we were all like partying, and it just was like, uh, goal scored by that, York Galvic. We we're all like, what? That was a four three. That was so close to. That was another close one. And we one just, those, we just put those, it away. Yeah, that was one of those Bakers games. Um. Yeah. I'll take. Uh, um. I'll take Ibrahimovic for the first one, and then. Take on tuna. I think it's I think it's tuna time. It's tuna time. <laughs> it's tuna time. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see legit get a goal. Um, I think he could use a boost as well. And I and I feel like I have to choose Antuna as the 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 conductor of the uh, Antuna hype train. I just want Paul Long goals all day. I'm here Oof. for it. some good ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it. it, it Honestly, it will be it will be a, a fantastic affair between the two teams. It really will. It really will. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned once again, and uh, we'll record next week. I don't see why not. I I, I cannot wait. We're we're gonna have a lot to talk about. I think after we, Sunday, we will. We will. It's gonna be a fun fair. It's a it's a All fun right. it's a it's a full weekend of, of really good MLS games, and then of course ending with that game on Sunday should be it's gonna be a good weekend. Yes. Have a good weekend, guys. Go All Galaxy. Right. Let's go.